Now, my topic, tithes and offerings. Joseph, this gets personal. This gets real personal. Open your Bible, if you would, to the book of Malachi, chapter 3. And while you're turning, I want to thank the church for this invitation and this opportunity. I was almost afraid after being here last December that I wouldn't be here in May, but I'm glad that I am. I'm glad that you are forgiving, understanding, and loving. Malachi chapter 3, let's begin our reading at verse 8. We'll read through verse 10. We're going to make reference to a few verses previous. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you see, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall be no room enough to receive it. This whole book of Malachi is pretty much a rebuke. Brother Chris talked about rebuke, correction. It's a shame that we do need to be rebuked, we do need to be corrected. And we need to be corrected entirely too often. Verse 7, which we didn't read, but we'll look at now. Verse 7 tells us, even for this, even from the day of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I'll return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? This tells me the phenomenon, or this phenomenon of leading the Lord, or this need for rebuke, is not something new. The Lord calls the all nation of the whole nation of, the, of Israel to return to Him, and He returned to them. Again, my subject is tithes and offerings. And what does our text tell us about tithes and offerings as they are? pertaining to the nation of Israel. It says that in the tithes and offerings, the nation of Israel was greatly negligent. I will say that tithes and offerings, That Israel did not give 
was a demonstration of the contempt or the lack of regard that they had for the Lord. And I'm going to say from the beginning, I'm going to try and make this personal towards me. Because I at times am like Israel. Not just in the matter of tithe, just in the matter of offerings. But in the matters of prayer. In the matters of study. In about every matter, every aspect of my life, I find myself continually falling short. So I'm going to try and make this first person. Because I need this as bad if not worse than any of you. There's a question asked by the Lord to the nation of Israel. Will a man rob God? Well, the answer to that question is obvious. Yes. Because they have been. Will I rob God? Yes. Because I have in times past. But you know, the nation of Israel, according to the Lord, says, Wherein have we robbed you? Where? When? What have I not done that I was supposed to do? You did not bring to me the tithes and offerings that I have commanded you to bring. You have failed to give to me what little I ask. For so much that I've given. One tenth part. Of all that I've given you. Is all that I ask. The more that I give. To you that I've given the most. I only require. A tenth part. For you that I've given the least. What I've required. Is a tenth part. Yes, he that has more, gives more, because he's been given more. In their failure to keep their responsibility to God, Israel and I have oftentimes failed miserably. And Israel evidently didn't even realize it. They have been doing it for so long, it didn't really click in their mind. I've been doing this wrong. How many things, how many times has the Lord had to remind me of the things that I started out well in, but just a little bit at a time trickled off. I'm ashamed to admit the fact that in this case, I can be much like Israel. 
This is not a, pleas- a very pleasant topic, and I'll admit it. I have wrestled with it all the way down here, and I've wrestled with it ever since Brother Paul sent me the my topic. I've wrestled with it. Because in reading these verses, I am mouthing a rebuke from the Lord to anyone that is negligent in this regard. And as Brother Chris said last night, I'd be very careful to point a finger at you if I am negligent. I've had trouble with this, folks. What I say, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say to myself before I said it to you. There are three things that I want us to notice in verse 10, which is the principal portion of this text that I want us to look at. There are three things that the Lord draws attention to in this manner of robbing him with tithe and offerings. He indicates, my often forgetting who the Lord is. Or at least I minimalize him in who he is. And anyone that falls short of tithes and offerings are forgetting who the Lord is or is minimalizing the Lord. Our lack of faith in the Lord. My lack of faith in the Lord is demonstrated. In verse 10. And my lack of devotion to God's house is demonstrated in verse 10. In and through the tithes and offerings. Our forgetting who the Lord is. In verse 10 he says, Bring y'all the tithes into the storehouse, that they may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Who is it that we are dealing with this morning and every day of our lives? The Lord of hosts. The Lord of all. Jehovah, the existing one of all things. We're not dealing with a small person. We're not dealing with a small government. We're not dealing with a small country. We're not dealing with a small part of a country. We are talking about the Lord of hosts. Look if you would just a moment in the book of Psalms. Psalm 24. Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2, 8 and 10. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, 
the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who is, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Pay attention. Verse 33. The first nine verses. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For the praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with a heart, with harping, with harp. Sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud, with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth the righteousness. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them be the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together in a heap and layeth up the depth, uh, layeth the depth in the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the, of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. That is who we minimalize. I did it again. When I minimalize the Lord. When I am negligent. In all of my service to him, tithes and offers included, I am minimalizing the very creator of heaven and earth, the very one that gave me life, the very one that gave me breath, the very one who called me from my mother's womb, the very one that provided me all things. You know, James in chapter 1 and verse 17, I'm going to paraphrase, I don't want to turn there. But it says, every good and every perfect gift comes down from heaven from the Father above. I have to realize that when I am financially negligent, when I do not fulfill my financial responsibility unto God, who has given me all things, I minimalize him. He in whom there is no variable of turning. He doesn't change. In our text in Malachi, in verse 6, he says, I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, Israel, you are not destroyed. Because I am unchanging. Because the love that I have for you is not dependent upon how you perform. 
but dependent upon me and my love for you should call me to understand that if he loved me in spite of what I and who I am, he knew who I was when he called me. Why am I so quick to not give him what little he asked of me? And yet, I do it far too often. He is faithful. He is not fickle. He is sovereign. He do it as he pleases. And it pleased him to save me. And I so often fall short. I so often become short-sighted. And I get involved in what I'm going through. And what I'm thinking is important. And I'm forgetting he that never forgot me. Never will forget me. Our faithfulness. He says, prove me herewith. Try me. Try me with tithes and offerings. And see if I will not pour out a blessing that there shall be no room enough to receive it. Am I not faith unfaithful? When I get afraid that if I do this, if I give that, I won't have to be able to, be able to take care of this over here. Am I not being unfaithful? Am I not trusting him? Am I not saying that, Lord, you're going to save me for eternity? I'm going to live with you in eternity, but I can't live trusting you for 64 years? Am I really that petty? I'm ready to say, yes, I am at times. I can be just that petty. When I get short-sighted, I get that way. I do not exercise the faith in him that created me. The faith in him that called me before I was even born. Who placed me in Christ before the world even began. And yet, in these few paltry years that I've lived, oftentimes I've forgotten him. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 tells us that he that began the work will complete it. He'll perform it. He will finish it. And that speaks for a long time. I, we need to be way more faithful. To a faithful, unchanging God who gives us comfort to sleep at night. We wrestle at night worrying about things when he knows all of it already. 
our devotion to his house. Or our lack, my lack of devotion to his house is demonstrated in my not performing my responsibilities in tithes and offerings. In this writing in Malachi chapter 3, it is addressed specifically to the nation of Israel. But today, this also goes for his house, the church of God, the house of the living God. We today have the same responsibility to God and his house that Israel had to God. It has not changed. He says here, meat in my house, provision in my house. When I become negligent and I become short-sighted and I'm afraid to exercise faith, in my God that saved me, and I become negligent toward the church that he has made me a part of by robbing him of his tithes and offerings. You know, when the Lord showed me his church, he showed me where the real place of worship and devotion and truth and understanding is found. There's not one church here that's represented that does it all right. We don't. But this church is just one of many that the Lord has placed the responsibility for his word, the preaching of the gospel, the teaching of believers, all things whatsoever he has commanded. And I am so often not like our Lord was in John chapter 2. Do you remember when he went into the temple and he saw money changers? He saw men selling doves and different animals. He made a scourge and he ran them out. And the disciples remembered something from the book of Isaiah. I believe it's Isaiah, but the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Zeal. Are we or am I really zealous for the Lord's house? If all I do is come and say a few words and leave, but it doesn't cost me anything, am I really zealous for the Lord? Am I consumed by his church and what my responsibility is to him in it? If I don't bring my tithes and offerings, I'm not. 
Lastly, I'm rushing through this. There's a lot more I'd like to say. But I've said it to myself. And it hurts enough. But, you know, there's also a matter of balance in the tithes and the offerings. Turn to the, the book of Matthew, chapter 23. Matthew 23 and 23. And what I'm going to get at here, try to close this, bring this to a close, is a matter of balance. There may be some that say, I don't have a problem with tithes and offerings. And if you don't, I'm glad that you don't. But the summary the Lord has impressed upon me, Matthew 23 and 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithes of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you have done and not leave off the others undone. You may pay your tithe. I may pay my tithe now. But what else am I coming up short in? I guess what I'm getting at here. Don't be prideful. Don't think because you have one thing settled, you got, you know, there's someplace else that need to be taken care of. In judgment, in dealing with other members of the church that the Lord has made you part of, when you consider what they do, and your judgment, do you judge them out of love or do you judge them out of vindictiveness? We be very careful how we judge and criticize and pick each other apart. In mercy? Are we failing in our mercy? Are we merciful? Are we forgiving? Are we compassionate? And our faithfulness. Are we faithful unto the Lord? In all things? Are we faithful in our prayers, in our study, in our attendance, in our concern one for another? Tithes and offerings, I believe, are very much indicative. If we fail them, we may very well be showing that we're failing in other areas. Mercy, judgment, faithfulness. Everything that we do all comes together and is all built around our devotion, our love for God and his work. The nation of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, the first church, had needs. Those needs were met by the church of Jerusalem. They sold all they had to meet those needs. God hasn't changed. His church is to be supported, it's to be kept, it is to be provided for by the same means it always was. Brother Paul.